Welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. This episode is called The Arts Bluff. The Arts Bluff. Have you ever been in a museum of modern art and watched people staring at the art? You know what? I get the impression that about two-thirds of those people don't know what the hell they're looking at. I know I certainly feel that way. And so I wonder about the nature and essence of true art. I mean, everyone today is an artist. People in all kinds of genres identify themselves as artists. And the self-congratulations of award shows demonstrate something to me, and that is that popularity is not art. I don't care how many people vote for you. I don't care if your esteemed and august peers vote for you. It still ain't art in many cases. We went to see Network recently, the Brian Cranston play where, you know, he plays Howard Beale, and this is from the famous Paddy Chayefsky movie. It's one of these tickets like Hamilton used to be. You can't get one. But of course, I was able to, and uh, my daughter and her husband went, and my son and his wife went. The six of us went, and afterwards, we all had the same impression. Cranston is fabulous, but the supporting cast was just awful, and the direction was pitiful. It was like a high school amateurish amateurish production. There were people off, I'm talking about uh, patrons here, there were audience members off to stage left, actually having dinner on stage, watching the performance. That was part of the conceit of this place. Quite a few plays uh, have had audience members on the stage. I think once did it, and uh, a few others did it, and it's just a distraction. Stage right was a TV control room uh, where you couldn't actually see all the actors very well, and that was another distraction. It was like the supporting cast was reading off the book. There was no no range in their lines. There was no emotion. They used projection in the back to show uh, uh, Cranston's uh, monologues. And of course, you go to a play not to see a projection. You go to see real live people. And my final question here is, why do you copy a movie on the stage? As somebody in the, in the profession said to me, uh, stage is for things that you can't make movies of. So we were very disappointed in this, but of course everyone leaped to their feet at the curtain and everybody applauded like crazy. And my contention here has always, always been that they're on their feet applauding either because they have no concept of what art is and they think they should just jump to their feet because everyone else seems to be, or they're trying to justify the fact that they spent 400 bucks at least to get a ticket to the seat that they're in. It's ridiculous. There's no discernment anymore. When I went to see Hamilton, by the way, my aforementioned example, it was before the Tonys, it won, and it was with the original cast, and before the curtain ever went up, people in the seats were screaming and hollering and yelling and applauding. They were there to uncritically enjoy themselves no matter what. There was going to be no attention paid to whether the acting or the singing or the music were any good. Now, they largely were, but nonetheless, the audience was going to love what it saw regardless. Years ago, we saw a play like that <coughs> called You're in Town. It's supposed to be another revolutionary play. You're in Town. You heard that correctly. <coughs> and it was awful. It was one of the most dreadful things I've ever seen. I don't know how it got the reviews it did, and I don't know why anybody was in the seats. I wonder why I was there. So we have today the obligatory standing ovation. There is no discretion. There is no discernment. 
you should always leap to your feet. It's the polite thing to do. I was at a speaker's convention, and I had avoided the lunchtime speaker because I found the topic and the speaker totally uninteresting. But I went back at the end of the speech, at the end of the time frame, because I wanted to meet some people there. And I went in the back of the room where there were about a thousand people seated. And at the table in the corner near the door where I went in, there were three women all asleep on the table with their heads down on their arms asleep. And as I waited there a couple of minutes, the speaker finished and everyone jumped to their feet and applauded and the women woke up and they jumped to their feet and applauded. I said, how was the speaker? They said, oh, she was great. I remember once, I don't think this is apocryphal, that the uh, New England Journal of Medicine held a convention somewhere in the Northeast. And of course, every speaker, you know, 30 or 40 speakers was evaluated. And the highest marks on these evaluation sheets, which people turned in at the very end, you know, filling out at the end of the conference, the highest evaluation went to a certain speaker who was not there, who didn't show up. A white canvas, a totally white canvas with nothing on it, to me is not art. It's a white canvas. Atonal music, to me, is just noise. People might feel it's revolutionary or it's innovative. I think it's just noise. Performance art, where people stand in a display window for an hour or embed themselves in an ice cube or sit on top of a flagpole or God knows what, I think is merely idiosyncratic and self-absorbed. So I think that we have an art bluff. Too much of our art, by the way, is derivative. I mean, if you go to Broadway these days, you're seeing revivals of everything. You know, I, Network is based on a movie. We've seen revivals of Carousel. We've seen revivals of everything. Annie, get your gun. Animated movies become derivative. They make animated movies about everything today. Superheroes. <laughs> Aquaman, Fireman, Underseas Man, and Person. And so much music today just sounds the same. Just because something is native or aboriginal doesn't make it fine art. It might be of historical significance, but just being native doesn't make it fine art. Just as not everything produced today is even remotely fine art. You might call yourself an artist, but your poem might be crap. What you put on the canvas might be undistinguished. Your music ability might be, well, let's say below average, but we're afraid to demur. We're afraid to swim against popular tides. Every culture is great and every kind of art that anyone wants to produce is fine and should be respected. No one is perfect or even always good. Leonardo da Vinci had some very unsuccessful works. Rolls has made some very ugly cars. Brioni has made some absolutely horrible jackets. Trust me, some of the colors don't belong on any living creature. Bulgari has created some bad jewelry. Now, by and large, folks I just mentioned do great work, but not always. Art may be in the eye of the beholder, but no matter what your eye or ear, you know some things are absurd. 
Some things are ugly. Some things are just plain wrong. But you have to have the confidence in your judgment to call that out. And that's the uncomfortable truth.